Today on the Locked On Sabres podcast, Dylan Cousins, our exit interview on the Sabres centerman, who is actually overseas right now playing at the World Championships. We'll break down his year, what's to come with Dylan Cousins, and we'll talk some playoffs as well coming up here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Joe DiBiase at Sneaky Joe Sports. J.R. Hanskin. Uh, Jordan Hanskin. We don't call you J.R. Hanskin. Do we? Basketball court, maybe? No, no. You're more of a Draymond on the basketball uh, court. I, I, Lock I, solid. I, I like to think of myself as a, as a uh, poor man's LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm. A poor man's Lamarcus. Then again, I, I don't score. En- I don't score enough to See, even him. Who is? That's who why is like a like Brandon Bass. Do you not like the Draymond <laughs> comparison? Like, because I think Draymond like but solid. He's D, like he's like he could guard all like five positions. Famer. He's a Hall of yeah, Famer but though. I guess Lamarcus Aldridge might be a, a fringe Hall of Famer too. Doesn't everyone get into the basketball Hall of Fame? Uh, Draymond's a I Hall of Famer, like it, but he's do. one of those guys that he's gonna be a Hall of Famer because he was riding shotgun on the. A I think game. I'm like a proud Marcin Gortat. A proud Mar, <laughs> implying that Marcin Gortat is not proud. <laughs> no, he could he could very well be proud. I'm proud of him. Are you proud of your career, Marcin Gortat? <laughs> what a start to this show. Um, Locked on Sabres, uh, at Locked on Sabres on Twitter. Be sure to like and subscribe us on YouTube. We're going to talk Dylan Cousins, his 2021 season, and also looking ahead with the Sabres centerman, uh, his contract, although that's projecting way out, more so the ceiling. Uh, I got a fun bar debate that I had with him the other night. Um, so a lot of good stuff on Cousins, breaking down his film. Uh, and his season uh, coming up in just a little bit here. Uh, the playoffs continue on. Round one of the second round is tonight. Do you have a team you're rooting for in the playoffs that you find yourself uh, not not just because even for betting purposes or anything, but do you like because I know you have Calgary. Uh, but do you find yourself rooting for any team? Um, the team that like I do like Calgary too. I think that's part of why I picked them. Um. I do kind of want like one of the Alberta teams. So like if it's not Calgary, I'd like it to be Edmonton. I just love that we get the battle of Alberta. That's going to be yeah, a great. Series. I think it's, and I think it's going to be a bloodbath because I saw yeah. Calgary and Dallas start to hate each other. I don't think it takes, a, I wonder if Edmonton can match up with Calgary being like feisty. Like, I, I think, like, I think, I don't think Edmonton's all that. When I think of Edmonton, I don't think, like, tough. Mm. Whereas, like, I think Calgary is a lot tougher than people give them credit for. Matthew Tuchuk is annoying. Oh, like, I love him. He, I, love I think him. he's one of, he's one of my favorite players in the league. He's, like, he's a savage. There is a great YouTube video. Be sure to watch us watch it as soon as you're done watching us. Uh, it is just called Matthew Kachuk pissing people off. It's like 15 minutes long, yeah. and it is amazing. Uh, he would I would hate him if he was a Bruin or somewhere here in the East, like Toronto. Uh, but oh he's calorie. off in the distance. So I he, I love watching him. 
His dad, I don't remember being like that at all. Yeah, we pro- we watched him though at the end of his career, Keith Kachuk. So right. he, if he had any of that in him, he might have been he might have been past that point. You know, I always thought of him as like a like a lady Bing guy. <laughs> a lady Bing Keith guy. Chuck. Like, I didn't think like, like that uh, well. Like yeah. you didn't think of him as like a sportsmanship guy. No, I thought I of him as like a just like a typical power forward. You know, he throws body okay. around. Not to say that you can't throw hits if you're going to win the Lady Bing, um, but yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I, I like I like the Alberta teams. I wouldn't mind Colorado. Like they deserve it. They're the best. McKinnon, team. McKinnon deserves it. That guy's a yeah. maniac. Uh, Michael Jordan. Florida would kind of think I don't like I don't like our division. So like I don't like the Florida teams. I like and that series though. Carolina and the Rangers, please. The Hurricanes are going to obliterate the Rangers. Although I said that about the Penguins. To be fair, though, the Penguins are down to their third string goaltender. Uh, also, did you see? Uh, I, I do like the Tampa and uh, Florida was a series. You see that the Panthers fans have uh, have labeled the series World Roar Two. You like that? R R A W R World Roar Two. <laughs> I love it. So much. That's horrible. That's horrible. I don't get it. the Lightning aren't cats. Like, that's, wouldn't it make sense true. if they were like, both cats? That's a good point. They kind of left them out of that, I guess. Um, so all that playoff stuff's going on. We mentioned Pittsburgh. They got eliminated. And, man, what an interesting 24 hours they have had, 48 hours since their season ended. You've got multiple reports from, like, trustworthy sources. Elliot Friedman, uh, certain Penguins beat reporters have all kind of made it known in the last 48 hours that, a- as of right now, doesn't appear as though Malkin's going to be back in Pittsburgh. Latang's going to be back in Pittsburgh. Brian Rust is going to be back in Pittsburgh. Maybe not even Evan Rodriguez is going to be back in Pittsburgh. It might be, I don't know how much they started over. We, uh, we could talk about the individual players in a second here, but what in, in the, the other report from, uh, oh, let me get the reporter's name right. Um, he was talking to Andrew Filipponi at 93.7, the fan. Uh, in Pittsburgh. I think Rossi was uh, the athletic Penguins reporter. What is his name? I really want to give him credit. Uh, I don't have it off the top of my head. Uh, Rob Rossi. Rob Rossi reported that the Penguins offered Malkin and Latang three-year deals for $5 million per year. That's a massive cut, pay cut for both of them. And that he reported Sidney Crosby was upset about it that they lowballed Malkin and Latang right that like that. Because wouldn't you think like Jordan, when you hear three years, 15 million for those two players, don't you think that's like what the Sabres did with Briere in 2007, they offered him one year, 5 million knowing full well, he's not going to take it. Like, why are you doing that? Isn't it just so that you could go to the podium and say, well, we tried to sign him. Yeah, no, I, I think that's exactly what it is. Um, now I don't think the penguins are that, dumb to do that like i don't think it's like like lowballing them i do get it i think it's like they have to make a decision with where their franchise is gonna go here like Mm -hmm. they're they looked like a dead when they lost it they looked like a team that like knew that was that was it that was this is our this was our pretty much our last go this is gonna be what we are for the next couple years if we keep the team as presently constructed um but like, I do think when you have a guy like Malkin and Latang, like you gotta you gotta think about like they should retire as Penguins. Mm-hmm. But that's just not how it works in hockey. Like great 
Patrick Marlowe left the Sharks. Jason Spezza is not the senator. Like, yeah, these guys move. They these guys go. Eric Stahl is not a hurricane. That is something I never thought would happen. Mm-hmm. And he's traveled to like five different teams. He played on our team. Um, but it's like, it's, it's crazy to me to think that they won't have those players next year, but that does seem like it's going to be that way. Do, do any of those four guys, Malkin, Latang, Rust, even Rodriguez, Rust and Rodriguez to a lesser extent, mostly Malkin and Latang, any of those guys pique your uh, interest a little bit for, from a Sabres standpoint? I mean, they all like interest me. I think Rust the least, like Evan Rodriguez, I would take back for sure. Um, But like the the expensive guys both intrigue me. Latang's a right shot defenseman. Oh yeah, right. Those those don't grow on trees. Put him with power. Oh my god! Like I, I, if you want to make the playoffs, that's a move that might help you. But you got to be smart with the contract, right? Because. That's going to get yeah. bad quick if you give him a ton. You might want to overpay um, him on the salary to get him to take a lesser term. Like, you got $40 million in space. Right. Why don't you just go to Latang and be like, you want to do a three-year, $12 million per year deal? Like, we know that this looks dumb, giving you $12 million, but who cares? We're $40 million under the cap. It doesn't matter to us. And Malkin, I would love just for the just the fact to say that like Evgeny Malkin played for the Sabres. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of not loving that idea though. I mean, yeah, he looked uninterested at times for the Penguins, and I oh man, I really don't want to let the Russian uh, stereotype bleed into me about like laziness and you know. But he's uh, never been. I've never thought of him as that type of guy. No, he's usually been the opposite. He's a maniac. Right, he's usually a yeah. maniac out there, but the, I I feel like I saw a little of that in him this year. So I don't want to say no to it outright. He might but just be getting old, to be honest. <laughs> he might just he be could. getting old and like he was he still gets, a point. He doesn't have it anymore. He was still a point a game, so he's still good. He's still great. Yeah. He's just got the injuries. He can't get over. Um, I like Latang more than Malkin though. But Latang to me that fits. I mean that they kind of need. My- more veteran presence too. Like, I think like a guy like that, that's been there, been around the block the whole time would be an excellent ad, mm-hmm. especially to play with a guy like power, like power could learn so much from Chris Latang. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. Um, Rust is a little interesting. 30 years old. He's been a 50, 60 point player. Uh, but that's going to be a, he's looking to cash in. It sounds like, I don't want to. I don't want to give a thirty-year-old five, six years when he's not an elite talent like these other guys. Um, so I think Latang's my favorite of the bunch, but uh, all are interesting for uh, for different reasons. And it's interesting what's happening with the Penguins uh, in general. Nothing on the Leafs. The Leafs. Uh, Jeff Merrick of Sportsnet was on WGR this morning, and he kind of said that fans want heads on spikes, uh, and that they're probably not going to get it. They might get like a a token sacrifice. Like uh, a Pierre Engvall is gonna is gonna get thrown off the cliff, uh, or something, burnt by the dragon, whatever uh, you want there, Game of Thrones reference. Um, but I don't think they're not Nylander trade. Eh. It doesn't sound like Dubis is got is. It sounds like Dubis is safe. It sounds like Keith is safe. So from the Leafs standpoint, doesn't sound like huge changes are coming. Uh, Penguins though, Penguins they man they might be completely different next year so that's what's going on in the world of hockey right now the Amherst are playing game four of the calder cup playoffs round one right now 
uh, tonight, as we're recording here, against the Utica Comets. They are up 2-1 to one in the series. If they win, then they will go on to play the winner of Syracuse and Laval in the AHL quarterfinals. Um, Peyton Krebs, man. Peyton Krebs, eight assists in the playoffs so far. He is just playing phenomenally. Real quick, uh, on the Amherst, before we move on and get to Dylan Cousins. R2 Roots Salinen, six goals in the playoffs so far, two game winners, including the overtime winner uh, in game three against Utica. I've kind of been thinking he's not in the Sabres' plans going forward, but should he be? Should he? Should should we? Do we feel like he didn't get a long enough look? Where are we on him? Are we just are we just thinking he's just you know great AHLer and I think we're good at the NHL level? I'd give him another chance. I mean, he's still young ish. What is he? Like 20, 25? 24, 24, 24, 25. I mean, I'd give him another shot. I think what is most likely is he's going to have a chance to fight for a camp spot. It's going to be tough for him to make it. And he might just be a fringe guy for us for now. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's my, the type that's of guy opinion. that you, you probably make like, he's the type of guy that you might make a hockey trade for. If you get like a, another right-handed shot, fringe type AHL defenseman, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about it, but I do feel like he is that type of guy right now. It's that's probably right. York level. Yeah. Anders Bjork. That's right. Like if it's going to come down to like him versus JJ Paterka training camp, yeah, I think he loses that battle. Um, I think so too. Him versus Henestrosa. Like, I think he loses that battle. I think it's going to be tough because they're crowded up front. All right. When we come back, we'll talk Dylan cousins, his season. Uh, we'll look back on it and we'll look ahead with, uh, one of the bright young forwards that the Buffalo Sabres have in the organization that is coming up here in the lockdown Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by built bar. Imagine dipping your fingers into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting, and then opening your eyes and realizing that was only 150 calories. And I got 16 grams of protein. That is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I actually just ate one before I came on the air here. My second of the day. I had one for breakfast. You know, I had to eat a little bit later here because I was running around doing some stuff today. I'm like, all right, I got to wait a half hour to eat. What am I going to do? Give me another one of those birthday cake Built Bar puffs. Oh, so good. Uh, they're 100% covered in chocolate. They're healthy, 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, only 9 grams of sugar in this limited time flavor. It's an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. All Built Bars are 100% covered in real chocolate. That means that with Built, you can eat healthy while actually enjoying it. And they're made with collagen protein that with your body. So your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Go to built.com. Use the promo code locked 15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Joe DiBiase, Jordan Hanskin here in the lockdown savers podcast. We're also brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. All the latest odds, news, sports developments. You can do live betting futures. Um, do you remember when you had the Flames at to win the Stanley Cup? Do you remember what your Stanley Cup bet is? I believe is it's uh, eleven to one. Eleven to one. Do you have a hazard, hazard to guess where uh, where that would be at now over at Bet Online? Probably what like plus seven fifty. They are currently. Uh, ooh, they took it down because well, right? There's games in action right now. They're plus three hundred to reach the finals. Three to one to reach the finals. So they're probably like six. So I feel pretty good about that right now. Like it's Yeah. That, I think I they're I think they are better than Edmonton. 
I do too. Edmonton plus 550, by the way. Uh, so head over to Bet Online. Uh, web, use their website today or your use their uh, their mobile website and your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Jody Biasi, Jordan Hanskin, locked on Sabres. All right, Dylan Cousins, number 24, our fourth player exit interview uh, after the 2021-2022 season concluded. Cousins finished with 38 points in 79 games played, 13 goals, 25 assists, averaging 15.54 of ice time per night. Uh, Looking at some of the advanced numbers, 48.6% expected goals for, a nice little bump up from where he was in his rookie season. Uh, Corsi four percentage. That's where he took a big jump. He went from 49.9% last year to 53.0% uh, this year. And the, maybe the biggest change was his scoring chances. Scoring chances more than doubled this year. So last year, it was a lot of low event hockey where he was playing really well in his own end. Wasn't generating a ton offensively this year. He wasn't burying the chances as much, but he was generating a lot of offense while still playing responsibly in his own end. So on the overall, how we feel about Cousins' season, I think you could maybe want more from a seventh overall pick, but I feel like everyone's kind of content with him at this point. Yeah, content's a good word for it. Um, I expect more this year. Um, I think this is the one where you might call it like the, the jump. Time for the time for him to make the jump. Um, um, I think that he's gonna get more and more responsibility, um, as he's deserved it. I think that he is a responsible player. Um, I think that's the best kind of way to put him is that he is a guy that you can rely on. He plays older than who he is. Um, but I think that he's gotta improve on the offensive output. That's like the one thing that I would instruct him to do. If this was as an exit interview, you usually want to give these guys like something to work on. And his is either playmaking or his shot. He's got to get more out of his offensive game. Um, I trust him a lot on defense, but he's got to add more. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. He, he has one great part of his offensive game right now. Zone entries. He is he was number one for the Sabres uh, in controlled zone entries uh, by both percentage and per 60 minutes of ice time this year. Um, and also, he was number one in the Sabres in entries leading to scoring chances uh, per 60 minutes. He was top 10 in the NHL in all those metrics. So he is an elite zone entry man. But at this point, I think, as you mentioned, if I were Don Granato, what am I saying to him? And the offseason, whatever Tage Thompson did last year, working on his shot, go do that. Go work on your shot this offseason because you're a good enough player and you you get in scoring areas enough that you should score more than 13 goals. You, you, you're capable of scoring more than 13 goals. And I do think the playmaking could be a little bit higher as well. So I think you're right. Like a lot of times young players, you kind of got to do the opposite, right? It's you got the offensive part figured out. We need you to start playing responsible cousins. You feel like there's more in there offensively, but he's got the defensive part figured out. So I think that's really the thing for him to work on as you kind of already laid out here, but zone entries, we at least have that. He's a great player uh, in that regard. And I think, yeah, next year is you're going to want to jump this year. What would you say? he is at this point, he's a really good third line center, right? 
40 points, mm-hmm. great defensively, pretty good at faceoffs. He's a really good third line center, second power play unit. But you want to feel like, oh, do, do I want to say there's a number one center in there? Or, or do I feel like I should just go as far as saying he should probably become like a really good number two center? I don't know. Do you think of him as having like top number one franchise center type of potential? I'm not sure. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with him being a third line center, like mm-hmm. a great third line center in the league. I don't think that that's like a bad career yeah. for him. I just think there's more there. I just think there's more untapped potential. Um, yeah. I'm very optimistic about him, even though there's really not any, like there's, there's like you, as you said, the zone entries, which is like analytical numbers that support the idea that there's more. Um, yes. but I, I want to, I just, I believe that it's there. I just, it's yep. just got to make it happen. Um, I don't know what that means of like line pairings, what we want it to see him with. Um, but yeah, I like, I, I really do think that there's more there. You definitely got to like the, uh, he, he's going to be the first guy on the team to go stand up for teammates. Right. Remember like one of the mm-hmm. best moments of the season was, after Austin Matthews tried to uh, chop Rasmus Dahlin's head off and Cousins running him, and then, like, he's ready to fight anyone that's going to come after him. And then, like, the thing after the fact, like, doesn't he feel like just a playoff type of, of player? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like 100%. For sure. Actually, yeah. that's what led us to uh, me and a couple buddies were out the other night during the Lightning and Lease game and just, you know, stupid back and forth sports bar banter. You know, y'all know what that, what that's like. Uh, it's like not really based in reality, but just come up like, all right, Willie Nylander up there. He's like dogging it on an icing and someone spits out. Would you trade Dylan cousins for Willie Nylander? Where are you on that? I put a I, poll up. I would not. Would you do it? I would it's not, not going to happen. Obviously. Know. Why not? Yeah. I vote. But no, um, but Austin's optimist for sure. I'm buying the stock. You know stock. the Leafs would want to do that. The Leafs would want to do that 100%. They, right? They would totally want to do that. That would, that's well, the perfect he's a, playoff. He's a good Canadian boy. He's the Yukon too. Even, even that part of it, the Yukon. <laughs> um, he, right. He, he's like the perfect playoff type guy, good Canadian boy. And also, it would save them $7 million on their cap. Uh, so that poll question was, who says no, Cousins for uh, for Nylander? And it's amazing to say, because Nylander's an 80-point player, but 76%, I think, said that they would uh, they would rather have Cousins. The Sabres would say no. Uh, last thing on Cousins. Last two things on Cousins. Uh, first and foremost, I think we kind of already touched on this when we talked about Tuck the other day, but... Odds to be the next Sabres captain. Cousins is probably second behind Tuck. Yeah. Um, seems like it. Uh, I'm not, I, I would like, I would love to know if there were odds for that. Like what, what I could get for like Tage Thompson. Okay. Also from the UConn, different UConn though. Um, and then uh, finally uh, the contract. <laughs> We're a year out, so we don't really have to worry about this yet. So we'll just touch on it here quickly at the end. But he has one more year on his entry-level contract, and then he will be a restricted free agent. If that decision was today, what type of contract would he be getting? 
in your mind? Right now? Yeah. Sounds like like a $4 million guy. On a bridge deal though, right? Like yeah, three, I think three so. years, three years, four million per. Does that sound about right? I don't think you put a lot of long-term investment in third-line centers, which is what he is right now. What so, would he have to? What would he have to do this year for you to say, give him? Let me lock him up to eight years. What would he have to do? I would love to see a sixty-point season. Or sixty-point season. Well, you're ready to give him an eight-year deal. Well, not eight years, but I would give him like maybe five, five okay. by five. All right. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm in the same boat. I would want to go for the, like, what did Alex, what did like a guy like Alex, I follow get like something like that. Like, Alex I know he's like a top I six follow. guy for them. Random player. I know, but like, I'm thinking of like, like a good role guy. I right? follow God. Yeah. Well, look at you just knowing Alex. I follows contract. Cause I did not. He signed a four year, 4 million per year deal. He's in the first Buffalo year of it. Guy. He just finished the first year of it. Yeah, Eden. Eden, Eden New York. I, um, I follow his career very uh, very closely. Mm-hmm. Let's get him in here. My family, my, like, my family like knew knew his family. So like it's like it's one of Oh, cool. Things. Okay. Yeah. Everyone's like always oh, let's get Patrick Kane to Buffalo. Get Patrick Alex I follow. Alex I follow is one that I would actually like be like. Yes. yes. Yes, that one. Start saying that. (laughs) Tired is Patrick Patrick Kane to Buffalo. Wired is Alex Iafolo to Buffalo. Um, All right. Well, I think we're kind of all on the same page on Dylan Cousins. Not a lot of controversy here. Uh, Not a lot of trade banter to go on with him. Not a lot of contract stuff yet. Just riding along. We're just, we're good. We're good. Nothing to see here. Just steady Eddie right now, I would say, is the best way to encapsulate Dylan Cousins' season. Uh, All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We will continue covering the playoffs as we continue forward. The Amherst playoffs as well. We know the Sabres draft status as well. So next month, really more so, we'll start to really change gears and get the the draft coverage fired up. Uh, Maybe we'll chat with like Curtis from Charge of Buffalo in the next couple of days or weeks uh, to get a little scoop on the draft. But uh, so far, we've done Tage Thompson. We've done Jeff Skinner, Alex Tuck. And also uh, Dylan Cousins. Next up for our uh, exit interview series, we are going to look at Kyle Oposo, who is the de facto captain. One year left on his contract, $6 million. Just had a career year for the Sabres. Uh, He'll be very interesting to get to. Uh, the heartbeat of the team, maybe. We'll talk about a poso on our next show. So all of that coming up on our next show. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Sneaky Joe Sports. Jordan is at JR Hanskin. And thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now, go make your second listen, Locked on NHL. Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts.